Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome to Astros Baseball, a podcast for fans by a fan of the Houston Astros. Here is your host, Rob Fontenot. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. It has been six days since I have turned out a podcast for you guys. I hope you missed me as much as I missed you. If you follow me on any kind of social media, then you know that me and the wife were in Vegas the last four days. And I don't really know what's going on too much with the Astros. I, the, the main thing I saw was Carlos Correa. So let me go back a little bit. Let me go back and tell you why I went to Vegas. If you didn't know, it was my birthday this weekend. I took the days off not knowing what we're going to do, and that ended up being the plan. Um, I'm a big Gwen Stefani fan. I've been in love with her for about 20 years, and so we decided to go. And I'm also a big fan of Magic, and so we saw a Magic show on my actual birthday. We had a great time. I've been to Vegas about nine times or so. And that had to have been either my first, it had to be in the top three of the best trips. It was, it was very good. So anyway, the only thing, oh, let me tell you this. Let me tell you this. I did some sports betting. I did some sports betting. I told my wife, let's take $200 out a day. We'll gamble $100 each and we'll leave it at that. Now, we didn't really go to gamble. We really went to go watch the shows However, you know, you're going to gamble while you're there. So we took out the money the first day, and $20 of mine, I bet on the three-point contest in the NBA All-Star game or whatever it is. And I actually picked the correct guy. And so the first day we lost $150, but I won $150 by picking Buddy Heald. And anyway, you fast forward till to Tuesday when we're coming home and I still had $100 in my wallet and we never took money out again. Sports betting, I 4-0. I was 4-0 in the XFL games and I picked the three-pointer. And I don't want to lie, I picked two guys. I picked both guys from Oklahoma, so I did bet 40. I, I, I don't want to lie to you. Uh, I... I was 0 for 3 in basketball, 0 for 3 in hockey, and 0 for 1 in picking the winner of the Daytona 500. But overall, it was good. We played this horse racing game, and I hit a big pot. She hit a big pot. Overall, we did great. I mean, if you go down there and gamble three or four days, and you come back with 100 bucks, you only spent $100 gambling, you did great. So anyway, it was a lot of fun. So let's get to what I heard. I mentioned this a little bit. But only thing I really heard, the biggest news while I was gone, was Carlos Correa. 
Carlos Correa surprised the heck out of me when he stood up for Altuve. Cody Bellinger was saying that Altuve stole the MVP from Aaron Judge and that they stole the World Series from the Dodgers. And Carlos Correa stood up for Altuve, and I was proud of him. A lot of people are down on Carlos Correa for his injuries, his relationship, his goofiness, all of this stuff. But Carlos Correa has moved up the ranks in a lot of people's minds when they talk about their favorite players for the Astros. I ran a poll on Twitter. Who's your favorite player for the Astros, Carlos Correa or not Carlos Correa? And it was 66% Carlos Correa. He made a lot of fans. However, however, I think he made a mistake and went too far. Just defending, just defend him and stop. He said, I, he just kept going. And then when he brought up the tattoo part, that's when I said, oh, you went too far. Now all he did was get all these super sleuths, these internet super sleuths, looking at pictures of Altuve with his shirt off, trying to figure out when he got this tattoo. He just opened up another can of worms. And so I personally have got to the point where I don't care anymore. These people just won't let it go. And, and sooner or later, as an Astro fan, you just have to own it. You just have to... I, I think these people actually... I kind of wish I wasn't even on social media at this time, so I didn't know half the things I know. But eventually, you just have to quit caring... And these people actually, in a way, force you to act proud of it because they won't let it go. We know. We know what they did. Let it go. You've got these guys in Los Angeles suing the Astros for the ticket prices or the, the money they spent on tickets. You have this, uh, what do you call it, the petition going around to try to strip the Astros of the world title, people crying day in and day out. There's this guy, Dan Clark, on Twitter. I don't know if you follow him. I just barely unfollowed him today. He tweeted about the Astros negatively 24 times in the last 24 hours. I mean, that's all he talks about. So you know what? We just got to let it go. We got to accept it. We know in our hearts that they didn't cheat last year. We know they cheated a little bit in 18. That's been proven. But all, but just all I care about is last year we were good. And this year, we have something to prove. Now, I don't want to talk about the cheating thing anymore. However, I did write something on page two that I saw while I was... In Vegas, and I wanted to share that with you so that we can just put this to bed right now and not bring it up again. So, Harold Reynolds of MLB Network, I didn't actually see the show, but someone uh, recorded the segment and they posted it on Twitter. 
And this is the first time, well, not really the first. I mean, John Smoltz, he's kind of stuck up for the Astros a little bit. You got uh, the guy I told you about last time, Will Clark. Uh, just different things. So anyway, this is the first time. I mean, uh, you know who Mad Dog is, the guy that screams all the time on the network? He hasn't really taken up for the Astros, but he is like us, and he's getting sick and tired of hearing about the Dodgers. And he talks about them on a show about that they need to be quiet. They had plenty of opportunities to win. They lost in Game 7. They lost in Game 2. They choke every time they have a chance to win the World Series. So he said he's just sick of them crying with all this stuff. But anyway, let's go to Harold Reynolds. Uh, he said, I'm going to go back and look at this Altuve at bat. Everybody's saying he's wearing a buzzer. No way you can hit Chapman. No way this happened. He had to have known what's going on. So I'm going to look at it as an analyst. And he, so he goes back to the Springer at bat. The last two pitches to Springer, fastballs, high and outside, not even close. Two balls in a row, walked him. Next two pitches to Altuve, and I've said this already, and I've said it before, fastballs, high and outside. Just a little outside. Four in a row. Four balls in a row on his fastball. He could not get the fastball over, and that is exactly what Harold Reynolds said. So he said he can't get it over. Of course Altuve is expecting a slider. He has to expect it because that's or an off-speed pitch. I'm not sure if it was a slider. I've mentioned before, I don't know anything about all that pitching. But it had to be an off-speed pitch coming because he couldn't get the fastball over. So he gets the third pitch over for a strike. The next one, he hangs it, and Altuve drills it. And he said, anyone, that pitch was so bad, anyone could have hit it over the fence. Anyone. And he said, put the buzzer theory to rest let it go, that was legitimate, and so he's on our side as far as 2019 goes. So today, I, I was someone sent me a story about this guy that is supposedly going to unleash this story about the Astros having the buzzers. He was saying there's some sort of jerseys He's got proof, and he's going to come out with the story. So it's not over yet. It's not over yet. So anyway, who cares about that? So I'll just say this as well, in case you don't follow me on social media. I was uncomfortable all week because I didn't wear my Astros hoodie, and I didn't wear my Astros cap. So that's one thing, the whole weekend, the whole four days, that is my natural, normal clothing that I wear all the time, and I didn't get to wear it. I could have worn it, but I didn't want to risk getting harassed, because everybody in Vegas, there is a lot of drunk people, and all it takes is one person to ruin my whole trip.
Could be a cheap shot from behind, which would be the worst thing. Or it could just be harassing. And I'll tell you this, and I've said it before and I say it all the time. There's no need to harass us. We didn't do it. The fans did nothing. So there's no reason for a fan of one team to harass a fan of another team. It's just not right. However, the Astros put us in this position. They're the ones that did this. They're the ones that made everybody mad. So the Astros, by doing this, they forced me. But maybe I did it to myself. Maybe I just don't want any confrontation. Maybe you do. I don't know. But I didn't want to. I didn't want to go out of town and be confronted by anybody. I just didn't want to deal with it. So by their actions, they kind of forced me to not wear what I wanted to wear. But anyway, I did get some compliments on the hat that I did wear. So anyway, I'm going to take a quick break and then we will be back with some real Astros spring training news. We'll be right back, folks. You are listening to Astros Baseball. All right, now let's talk about this spring training stuff. First off, Garrett Stubbs, he's been working with Craig Biggio, learning how to play second base. Craig Biggio switched from catcher to second base after his fourth season. Stubbs says he's wanting to make the same move. He wants to be a part-time second baseman this spring. He said it will help his chances of making the opening day roster. He made six starts for the Astros at catcher last year. And he also appeared in eight games in the outfield. He said, it definitely helps me having the 26th man on a roster. Hopefully, I can be that utility guy. He is also roommates with Gold Glove third baseman from the Oakland A's, Matt Chapman. And they've been working together in the offseason. So he has a Gold Glove third base roommate. Helping him out. So that should help out. So he wants to be that 26th guy, but my pick all along, and it could change. I don't know. Spring training still hasn't happened. But it's Miles Straw. He's pretty much Jake Marisnik's replacement. Outfield shortstop. But not only does he play both of them, he has major league experience at both of them. So I think he's got a little... Step ahead. He's a little step ahead of Garrett Stubbs. And he's also a speed demon. He's fast. He's super fast. And you got to have him. They didn't really utilize him in the playoffs like I thought they would. But anyway. So let's go to Dusty Baker. He wants Alvarez, Jordan Alvarez, to play more outfield in 2020. We all talked about before. uh, Jordan Alvarez worked on his agility over the offseason. He dealt with some knee issues after fouling a ball off of his knee last year, so he barely played in the outfield after that. And Dusty Baker said if Jordan Alvarez can play outfield, that just gives him some more weapons to work with, and it will also allow other players to DH once in a while. He also spoke about wanting the team to be more aggressive on the base paths, Actually, he wants him to stay aggressive, be aggressive, 
It says here that last year they were aggressive, and I didn't really think that they were an aggressive base running team, but I guess they were more aggressive than they were the season before. So he wants them to be aggressive, but he also wants them to be smart. Get that secondary lead and know if the guy in the outfield can throw. He just wants them to be aggressive, but also be smart. There's a cool story that I came across. It was a question and answer, a Q&A with pitching coach Brent Strom. I'm not going to go over it word for word. I'm just going to give you a little couple of points here and there. But I thought it was very interesting. It's on Astros.com. Take a look at it. It's a really good story. So he said, "What the first question was, what's your impression of the pitching staff early in camp? And he said, with JV and Cole last year, it was quite easy. I knew what I had. I knew what I had in those first two guys. But he said, this season, I'm going to need Lance McCullers Jr. to step up. I'm excited about Jose Urquidy. And then I'm also excited about who will be the number five pitcher. Next question. Will the number five pitcher be between Josh James and Austin Pruitt? And his answer is Josh James, Pruitt, and Framber Valdez will be the three competing for the five spot. And you can count Brad Peacock out of that race. He's much too valuable in the bullpen, and I need him there. So, when I did the 26-man roster breakdown, I didn't know who was going to be the fifth guy. My prediction was this Pruitt fellow, or James, so that's exactly the question asked to him. And But, but I, I also had Peacock in there. And he just ruled him out. So if you're thinking it's going to be Peacock, he's ruled out. So Josh James was actually the front runner last year to make the rotation, but he had an injury. I don't know if it was, I think it was hamstring. Maybe it was his hamstring, and that knocked him out, or he probably would have made it last year. So he also was asked about Forrest Whitley, and he said he hasn't really worked with Forrest Whitley very much. Usually, mostly the, uh, the guys in the minor league system worked with him. But he did say this. He said, I'll probably step forward and give him some of my thoughts. I think I have some ideas that can help him. It's just a question of how much. He'll probably be in AAA this year, or he'll start in AAA, but I do think we will see him in the big leagues this year. Now, we've been saying that for the last two years at least. He should have been here last year. Maybe the year before, he should have been called up in September, but he's not. He's behind. There's also a quote in there. He said that this is Strom talking to, uh, to or about Forrest Whitley, but he said a, uh, I, I don't know, a crown is heavy on the head. I, I had it earlier, but I kind of can't remember. But anyway, it's just kind of like the spotlight is on him. High draft pick. He's the only Astros prospect in the top 100. He just has a lot of pressure. Heavy is the head that wears the crown. I think that is it. And that's kind of what I've been thinking. 
Maybe if he was just some unknown, maybe. But he just has high expectations, and maybe that's, maybe that's what's stopping him. So the Astros also, I got this news while I was out of town, they signed veteran right-hander Jared Hughes to a minor league deal. Six foot seven, and he's already in spring training. A nine-year veteran, and I had mentioned it was kind of hard to fill in those three uh, bullpen spots, but I believe this guy has a very good chance of making it, and I would almost guarantee it. I would almost guarantee you this guy will come out of camp in the bullpen. So Alex Bregman came into camp a little slimmer this year. Last year he came to camp weighing 215. This year he came in weighing 195. He said he lost weight so he can be looser and he's trying not to have a slow start. He usually has a slow start and he thinks, according to the story, it makes it sound like if he can get slimmer and looser that he won't start out so slow. So we'll see what happens. And Carlos Correa, he is hoping for a healthy season as well as all of us. That's what all of us want. We all want a healthy season. So in closing, that's all I have. But if you listen to my wife's intro and the outro coming up soon, and you think you would like to be the voice of Astros baseball, let me know. And you can record something and I'll use it on the podcast. But until you beat her, it'll be her. Also, if you have Instagram and you haven't yet followed the uh, 45-second video podcast on Instagram, it's not really popping yet, but I truly think it'll be fun to watch once the games are played and I could just make a quick comment uh, detailing what happened in the game and my feelings. Because Instagram, I'm going to let them go. I'm going to let my feelings rip. On here, I kind of hold back my total personality. If you know me, you know there's a little bit more to me. And I don't want to alienate people, so I, I try to keep it PG here. But on Instagram, I don't know. I think I'm just going to say what comes to my mind, fresh off the game. And it's just short. So if you have Instagram, go find it. And also, I was going to tell you about the uh, stickers and the five-star reviews and all that other good stuff, but I forgot. My wife will tell you at the end of this podcast on the outro. So anyway, folks, I do appreciate it. I hope you enjoyed this podcast, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening, folks. Thank you for listening to this episode of Astros Baseball. Be sure to subscribe to be notified of new episodes. Remember to give the five-star review to get your free sticker. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus. You can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.